Well, welcome to Agile Meridian's Agile Shorts series. This is our third uh, Agile Shorts of the uh, year so far, our first one in February. And um, very fittingly, uh, this month, uh, we're celebrating, the Agile community is celebrating uh, the creation of the Agile Manifesto. So we thought it would be a great topic to cover, um, to go through and really think about what does an Agile mindset mean to you? Uh, we've got our esteemed guests here from Agile Meridian. We've got Kumar Datatrain. We've got Jolly Ranjan and myself, Mike Jever, joining you as the temporary host for this session. So, uh, Kumar, your thoughts on this around the fact that this is 20 years now since we have uh, been blessed with the Agile Manifesto. I'm gonna, I, I'm, I'm gonna say that the, oh shoot. Hold on a second. I'm playing with Zoom and, and having some trouble. I'm having technical challenges, even with Zoom. Um, so the manifesto, yeah, 20 years ago, it came out, right? And I, I remember uh, hearing about it maybe in 2004 or so, this thing called Agile. And reading through the, the manifesto values or principles, it really struck me how it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't a methodology. It wasn't a framework. It was just a collection of values and principles. And really at the heart of it, uh, what it, what it hopefully, and, and I think it has for so many thousands and really millions of people around the world over the last 20 years, it's, it's created this sort of this movement for change, for continuous improvement, uh, for really a mindset about how you think about the way you work, how you think about the way you interact with other people at work. Um, it, it, it's much more than just a way to work. I think, I mean, it's, it's not just about software development. It's more about that mindset, that mindset that where, where people are open to change, that people are more open to collaborating with others, that uh, teams um, are most, most effective when they are given uh, autonomy and the power to make decisions that they can, they can, uh, they can control, right? They're, they're more productive and more happy and more engaged if they can choose the work that they that they want to work on rather than being the, the work being pushed onto them so it's really a mindset not just for the team but also for the team's leaders and and the leadership teams to adopt a mindset like this to sort of take a back seat and relax and and distribute the decision making to the people that actually are doing the work you know sort of giving the leaders the role of being more visionary uh casting that story that vision and allowing the teams with the, the doers, if you will, the mindset and the wherewithal to make decisions on how they're gonna do the work. That's kind of my take on the mindset and, and, and how it relates to uh, this 20th an anniversary of this, um, this manifesto. What about you, Jolly? Yeah, uh, in, in one of the trainings that Agile Meridian uh, delivers, which is the Leading with Agility uh, course, we, we talk about uh, the VUCA world, right? Uh, how, do, how do organizations, uh, leaders, teams react in this VUCA world? And one of the most important things that goes along with it uh, is, is the adaptability. How do you adapt in new circumstances? How do you pivot? How do you re almost retrain the organization uh, to respond to the changes that are happening? And one of the important concepts behind it is the one of continuous improvement. We always talk about continuous improvement for the teams, mm -hmm. right? I mean, retrospectives, very common topic in any agile environment. Uh, and, but 
many organizations kind of limit themselves to the teams when it comes to uh, continuous improvement. Yeah, 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 the team is improving great. They're running great retrospectives. But how do we scale that? How do we scale that to the, to the maybe the program, maybe to the organization, to the leaders, to the, to the strategic initiatives that the company is doing? How do we scale that? And, and that is really, really becoming more and more important. And how the leaders and the organization reacts to that has become a big part of the agile mindset. And how do companies improve through that? Uh, it, it, it has been a big focus of mine. And uh, I, think, I think organizations are getting better at it, but there's a lot of scope for improvement. Yeah. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, I, I agree with you both. And, and you think back uh, 20 years ago, and um, the, the challenge, that, the kind of the steel thread that went through everyone, all the attendees and, and the, the challenges they were dealing with and trying to create these frameworks and trying to do other things to, to better collaborate with other parts of their business, right? Or with other parts of their organization where IT and maybe the business side, you call that kind of generally the business side, uh, the, the side that's requesting things from IT or wants is, is using IT to help them deliver something. Um, the challenge there that, that, that they were having with the fact that people didn't have a common language and they didn't have a way to communicate. And there was this, there was this disconnect. And it was sometimes it was promoted by the environments where different groups were motivated different ways and uh, they had different goal end goals and they were trying to achieve different things uh, based on their structure. Um, so this, this whole part around the, the human aspect of it and, and the people that, that, that need to connect, the need to collaborate and to be able to have uh, sincere participation towards a common goal, have that visibility around all the things necessary from both sides of the conversation to say, this is what I need and why. This is how we need to do it and why. Uh, and, then, and then get that, be able to build that environment that allows for alignment and consensus. So you can react to that VUCA world that you, that you talk about, Charlie. You can be adaptable and you can have uh, an approach that can show measurable con con uh, continuous improvement. It really just boils down to the most complex thing in any organization, and that is the people, because we're the most, we're the least consistent things in our in our environment, right? We're, we're the ones that we had we had a we had a bad job, we had a bad uh, cup of coffee in the morning, or spilled it on the way into work, and now now, now we're different than when we were yesterday, or, or even than we intended to be when we got there. So, how do you build? Uh, I look at today's struggles. How do you build these environments that support and that that promote that human interaction in such a way that we can have the benefits of an agile mindset producing itself uh, in terms of output or in terms of enjoyment or fulfillment or your mission or whatever it is you're trying to do? So it just comes back to the people in that environment that the people work in and having that kind of gel and, and be supportive. So, Absolutely. I just want to follow a question. Can you define either of you what an agile mindset is? What does it mean? What is what is a person that has one? What do they look yeah. like? What do they do? Yeah, I mean the, the most common trait that I kind of associate with an agile mindset is is the ability uh, to react uh, to uh, changing circumstances, uh, the ability to pivot and and think about things differently rather than just optimize that last 5% of what you are doing to ex and expect 95% improvement. Uh, rather than that, think about what different approach you can take and, and have that quantum jump that the organization might be looking for. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, that is an agile mindset. 
And one of the principles is I always talk to my teams about one of the principles that Kanban kind of teaches us, which is um, leadership at all levels, mm-hmm. right? So we, we normally associate all of these traits that we just talked about as something that the leader should worry about. That's not for the team. That's not for the individual people. Um, that's for the leaders to worry about. They will bring about this massive change that we have been waiting for. No, right? Leadership is at all levels. And if everyone doesn't step up to this game, um, at the organizational, at the program, at the team level, uh, it is not going to succeed. So building that right team from the ground up is really important. Mm. Yeah, and I, I think that you know early on when when Agile was kind of starting out uh, in terms of post manifesto, right? In terms of being trying to be leveraged by other people, you had frameworks like Scrum and things that came along. And very often, we still see this. In fact, Kumar, you and I were, were with a group last week that they're still struggling with this 20 years later, mm-hmm. that, that it was that the focus when the reasoning they got into trying to be agile, or in some cases, they say do agile, right, was about output mm-hmm. instead of outcome. Um, and, and I think there's a big difference. When I think of the agile mindset, I think of a, a group of individuals and in, in, in an organization as a whole that thinks about outcomes. They think about their mission. They think about the people and the talent there. They think about their customers. They think about their environment, what's going on around them. They're, they're aware of things that are going on. And they think in a, in a triple win way where they're thinking about, um, and for, for an organization, let's say you you you, you sell services on, on the internet or something. You're, you're thinking about the, org- the health and welfare of the organization. You're thinking about the customers that you service and you're thinking about the talent and your peers that you work with. And having that triple win mindset uh, alongside of an output or an outcome uh, versus an output mindset kind of that, that kind of to me embodies what 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 a, a, an agile mindset is trying to drive towards right those are measurable things that you can say wow you're being very agile in the way that you think and the way that you that you interact with each other yeah yeah I, I agree with both of you and and I think um, if I were to add anything it would be that at a personal level an agile mindset is is very much akin to a growth mindset that that people are willing to try things, even at the risk of failing at them, right? And, and the, the, the outlook should be, you know, when trying new things is, well, if I fail, that's okay because I'm gonna learn something. And, and so for me, that I think at, at an individual level is at the core of this, you know, what we call an agile mindset. And if you have that type of growth mentality that it's okay to fail and it's okay because you're gonna learn something and you will apply that learning to, to the, uh, to uh, the next time you do it, then then that's that's a really a pretty good recipe for uh, for th- that exponential change you were talking about, J- Jolly. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Those those positive outcomes can be anything. They they can be learning something new. They can figuring out how not to do something. Right. That those are those are those are considered positive outcomes, and I don't think they were necessarily thought that way in the earlier days of agile and some of the frameworks that were being used, I think it's much more commonplace. You hear it much, you hear it talked about a whole lot more. And, and I don't know about, it seems like when we walk into places and talk to people, there are more folks there that recognize this, this type of thinking, I think, than, than there were in years past, which is exciting because it seems like the message is getting out there and people are having, being able to apply the experiences that they've had 
in a way that's helpful for others and helps others grow in that way too. Yeah, and, and more uh, to your point, Mike, uh, more than before, uh, there seems to be more leaders who are stepping up to that yes. to that plate um, and being open to experimenting and, and uh, failing if necessary and, and learning from it and, and improving themselves. So that, that, is, that is a welcome move uh, in the Agile moment. Yeah, agreed. Well, I think we're about at time. We wanted this to be short. We were yeah. a little longer last time we, uh, we all met. Yeah. <laughs> Are there any parting thoughts? I think that is good. Yeah. No, yeah, and I think it's exciting. Um, the 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 amount of VUCA that COVID has has applied yeah. to the world in the last ten months to a year um, has really. I think it's it's given folks a lot of opportunity to try the agile mindset without even knowing that they're doing it. Yeah. Because frankly, a lot of people were forced into it. And I, I know that we've talked about, the three of us have talked about this uh, at client sites and, and, and in our own meetings. Um, it, it's really exciting to see people kind of come out of the other side of this and go, oh, wow, I, I didn't completely fall apart. It, we survived that. We, that actually was okay. So uh, I think that there's a lot to gain and leverage from the experiences over the last year's uh, worth of VUCA disruption and, and what people's experiences are. And I think people should spend time in talking with others and kind of getting that out on the table and definitely examining that because it's, it's really valuable stuff to have gone through yeah. that and to use it and try to use it in a positive way moving forward for yourself and for others. We have a, we have a comment from one of our viewers and it says, I view individuals and, and, and interactions over process and tools, in quotes, as a profound value. And I often relearn it in different ways. Lately, I've come to see individuals and interactions closely related to behaviors. And by acknowledging that it opens up a range of opportunities for agile coaches and leadership to run sessions to discover what that means for individuals, teams, leadership, business units, and the organization, and how behaviors can be changed as, as a result of these conversations. That's a really beautiful insight. Yeah, it's really, a, it's really about about using the, this, this value, individuals and interactions over process and tools as a way to drive behaviors that lead to an agile growth mindset, right? Co-creating yes. something uh, that didn't exist before because you're putting leaders and doers together to create this new, uh, new outcome, right? Or, or a shared outcome. So I, I think that's great. Thank you for the comment. Yes, thank you. Um, I have... I know we're long, but, but maybe one more question. <laughs> we're always long, right? I mean, that's... <laughs> Where do you see this going in the next 20 years, the manifesto? Uh, you know, it's... For, I think it's going to be very interesting. I think that, that um, we, had, we had five years worth of VUCA slammed into 10 months, and I think it's going to actually accelerate um, people's exposure to and the potential leveraging of the agile mindset in a lot of different ways. I think it has an opportunity to maybe jump out of the plateau uh, that it's been in for the last four or five years and really expand uh, in, in new ways. Um, I think there's it's nowhere but up for 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 the for for the utilization of it and for the way folks can find value uh, out mm -hmm. of that and can show show measurable uh, value add. 
yeah and and i i feel that uh, the agile values as stated in the manifesto uh, is going to transcend time for lack of a better word that is going to go for a very long time or uh, the the difference over the next few years and and which was kind of indicated by the past few years is well, how do we take that from a from from a team concept uh, to to a wider audience? How mm-hmm. does all of this apply uh, to to the to the leadership who have, for lack of a better word, stayed on the sidelines sometimes, letting the teams run yeah. what we call an agile transformation, right? So uh, I, I I see that scaling in the mindset happening uh, in a, a lot. A lot more accelerated fashion over the next few years, uh, where where the leaders kind of truly get on the band, bandwagon, uh, not just the CXO who brought in the transformation into the organization, but everywhere in between that CXO level mm-hmm. and, and the teams who are kind of championing those changes yeah. over the last few years. I do have one other example to add to this, and I think this is where some of the expansion is going to take a an a. Uh, I would say unplanned direction, but I think it's it's going to be pretty amazing. I had an opportunity last summer to do a, a pairing with a with a former uh, colleague of mine to uh, to help out with one of the universities, a, a group of young professionals from a, from one of the Middle Eastern countries. And the interesting thing about this program is this program is almost set up like a corporate leadership growth program, but it's for leaders of the country. It's for the leaders of their of, of the, their community, of their culture. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing this move from the business world or, or organizations, profit, nonprofit, whatever, you're seeing it move into society, into societal organizations, into tribes, into countries mm-hmm. um, and communities. And seeing communities start to leverage these types of mindsets could bring a lot of amazing changes to the world, a lot of amazing growth and a lot of amazing movement towards you know, the betterment of human society and, and how we interact. So that was a really amazing experience to watch that in, in action and to see the responses of those folks kind of learning about the mindset itself and figuring out how do I apply that to the next five years of my country's cultural maturation. It's it's amazing, amazing that's stuff. Crazy. Yeah, that's really, that's really something. Another thing that comes to mind, you know, more, more tangible are, are the... Um, are some of the, um, um, I, I guess, evolution of the manifesto. Even though the manifesto has stayed the same, it doesn't mean that they haven't been, been interpretations of that in different contexts. Like there's a, uh, a marketing manifesto, right, that borrows heavily from, uh, from the Agile manifesto. There is a, a manifesto for organizational agility from the Xscale Alliance that, again, transcends, builds upon the foundation of the manifesto itself, the Agile manifesto, but but the values and principles, not but, but really, and the values and principles in the Xscale uh, set of uh, principles transcend it. it. It builds upon it. You know, it's like, okay, how do, how do organizations uh, apply these types of values and principles to the way they're organized, the way they structure uh, themselves, the way they, uh, the way leaders and, and, and doers interact with each other. Um, uh, and certainly, um, uh, I, I think that will continue to, to, to happen as people start to, I, I, wanna, I don't want to use the word scale. I don't, I don't, it, it sometimes has a, the wrong connotation, but really to apply it to 
uh, uh, organization structures that have a bigger scale than a team, right? Which is what the manifesto was created for, really. But um, we are now at, we're really long <laughs> at, at over 20 minutes. <laughs> so uh, I hope you uh, uh, enjoyed the session. I, I certainly did talking with you guys about this. We talk about this all day. Uh, we we do, don't we? <laughs> All right, and, and I appreciate any other comments uh, for viewers that are watching the session. Uh, leave your comments uh, and uh, we will get back to you. Thank you. All right, thanks all. Bye.